What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Dinner at the Roundtable Podcast. This is Dinner at the Roundtable Podcast. Prepare to be astonished. Somebody call my mama. surviving the jungle. How many sheep have you seen make it out? You didn't even know the jungle had sheep. The lion is supposed to make it out. I was supposed to be a sweater. They used to call me Cardigan Christian. Cardi C for short. Press that like button and subscribe. This is Dinner channel. at the Roundtable Podcast. Dinner at the Roundtable. Your source to know. Live from New York and live from Florida. You already know what it is, man. Dinner at the Roundtable Podcast. We're in the building, man. Aduena in the house, man. The other day, Nelly Now, and we got a special guest today, man. Comedian, you know what I'm saying? Christian Santiago, one of the funniest guys out there representing the Latino community on the standard comedy tip. What's up, brother? How you been, man? What up, Christian? What up, everybody? Yo, up? Ready? yo, yo, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man, for sure, man. Listen, your Instagram name fits right with your um with your stand-up. Christian got jokes, man, because you definitely got jokes. You're definitely very savvy with it, very smart with it. You're not like your guy who gets on stage and just screams a whole bunch of stuff. Your no. jokes actually have metaphors and they make fucking sense. 
which is great. <laughs> I think you put like emotion in that, like like that that awkwardness with a little bit of, you know, a little bit of sass in that shit. And it's just like ultra funny to me. <laughs> Thank it's the deliverance. Yeah, it's the deliverance. The way you, you deliver that shit, I was just like, yo. I'll be like. <laughs> 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 but yeah, man, welcome to the show, man. Uh, Chris Santiago, aside from being a comedian, he's a very um, 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 big guy in investing. In investing, He invests in real estate, property management, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to get into that later on. Real estate, put a little comedic twist to it because there's a lot of you know, things that go on in the real estate industry. La Duena is a real estate investor herself. So this is right up her valley. It's perfect, perfect subject. You know what I'm saying? Well, right. I know. Yo. I got to call me El Dueño. El Dueño. Yes, El Dueño. <laughs> in the hey. house. Hey. Here you go. So you guys should team up, man. El Dueño, La Dueña. That's a good one. Okay. All right. That should be fine. Like, you could do like Post north south yeah. type uh little tour, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. <laughs> but just to add something funny to it, me and Christian actually knew each other, but we didn't know each other. We yeah. knew each other through other people, and oh, we yeah. actually lived in the same building, never bumped into each other. I yeah. know your parents, which is funny, and you know my parents. And I told my mother, Yeah, I'm gonna have the, the neighbor, you know, the kid that grew up in the first floor is gonna be in the in the, the show. It's like, oh my god, it's a niña tan bonita, tan bueno. Christian is funny. <laughs> anyway, but she was yeah. hype. So you have fans. You got fans in the older crowd too, you heard? Yeah, no, every time it's mad funny because you mentioned every time I see your mom, she's like, ay, que niño no tan precioso, tan bello, Dios te lo bendiga. And I'm just like, ay, gracias, gracias. Like, and then um, it's funny because like you said, we, we lived in the same building forever. Like, I know your parents, like, know my parents and whatnot. And I never knew that you had a pod. Like, I never knew that we was in kind of the same lane. Yeah, it's funny. So it's now, very funny. Connected. Yeah, because because you also have a podcast yourself. Let's talk yeah. about your podcast real quick so that people get familiar with it, where they can find it at, and what yep. does it consist of? Yes, yes. So, like, uh, so I, me and my friends, we started our own podcast. It's called the Neapolitan Ice Cream Podcast. Uh, I don't know if they're listening in or anything, but uh, shout out to Will and Joe and uh, our cameraman, Jacob, who uh, edits the videos and does all that. Um, and uh, my boy Jaheem, we actually he comes through all the time, and he's a, a frequent con contributor to the show. So if he's listening, shout out to Jaheem. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's basically a topical kind of podcast where it's the the, the idea is if y'all know what the Neapolitan ice cream is, it's that one yeah. that has the the vanilla chocolate and the strawberry one. And so like not not to give it away, but uh, one of the co-hosts is white, one is black, and then you know. So well, you're the so you're the you're strawberry? strawberry. Yeah, Dominican don't got a flavor. I'm strawberry by default. So yeah, <laughs> like, um, so that's the concept of the of the podcast. It's it's basically there's a, a different flavor in every scoop. You know what I'm saying? So uh, like we've been working on uh, you know putting together some more content, some more like we want to work on some more skits, things like that, more segments. So. Uh, We've been recording, we put it out weekly. We've been doing that for almost almost three years now. Um, so if if you want to tune in, we're on all streaming platforms, on YouTube as well. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. We put up clips every week, at Neapolitan Podcast. Um, yeah, and, it, and it's, it, it's, 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 it's real funny. Like we're, we're characters. And I think that what makes it work well is that we, we got real good chemistry with each other. So we could make, yeah. 
we could we talk about like literally everything like we talked about investing and we don't know shit about like uh like stocks or anything like that but like we were talking about like the GameStop stock and uh a bunch of people like where's you know could relate to that because it's funny to hear people talk about what they don't know about yeah yeah and the thing is but i'm sure you guys do a little bit of of research but another thing that me and you have in common is now that you mentioned it then at the rock said has three years themselves (laughs) (laughs) anyway yeah so there you go yeah, yeah can we the, we're like we're like uh like y'all twins. Like, uh, we're like the like the uh, you know we're like the the opposite of each other, but at the same time we have many coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're like that the long lost perfect. brother never had. <laughs> I finally found you. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> and oh, the man, funny thing is your last name, time. your fun your last name Santiago. That's the city that you know. Um, that's where you're I'm, from. Dominican yeah. Republic, so you already know. So it's like, yeah, I used to drink beers with your dad at 170 in Broadway all the time. <laughs> Crazy. I had no idea you. I had no idea you were her son. <laughs> shout out to I my father. Your son. Shout out to my father. You're the link. You're the Santo Domingo. Ahora, pero si tú lo estás viendo, te amo, papi. Pero you already know. Yeah. Yeah, man. So let's get into your comedic career. Um. Less you 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 performed in a lot of venues that are popular. Um, yeah. So I know that you're popping in the in the comedic um, um, field. You're popping because for you to perform in those uh, um, venues, you have to have some type of repertoire already, right? So when did you start being a, uh, a stand-up comic? So so I started I started the 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 like the whole road to comedy pretty much around the same time I started the podcast. It was kind of hand in hand. So it's almost years. it's almost been three years. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I had my first my first ever show was in 2018. So yeah, it's been it's been three years, and um, you know I, I've performed in a bunch of clubs. I worked in a bunch of clubs. Um, so it, it's been it's been you know interesting just maneuvering through that. I'm still kind of relatively new when it comes to stand up because before I did any open mic, I had my first performance in front of people before I ever did an open mic too. So I didn't have any sort of like experience or anything like that when I got in it, and uh, I still I'm still learning a lot with with the whole comedy scene. But yeah, it, it's been it's been a lot of fun just just maneuvering through it all. New York City is the best city for stand up, I think. I mean, yes, it's, it's definitely, true. I agree. Yeah, yeah. There's so sure. much. So you know, comedy scene here is though. And the spots that you performed at already, like let the people know which spots in, in New York City, you know what I'm saying? Like I saw the the Broadway one, which I've been to that one a few yeah. times. And you know, for to be up to be up in that one, I know you definitely have like like uh, Nelly was saying, you have to have like a sort of a resume, you know what I mean, to be able to perform in establishes like that one. So for you to be in comedy in, in three years, I think that's that's pretty damn good because you know what I'm saying? A lot of people are like, Oh my God, you probably got to be doing this type of stuff for like 10 years or 15 years in the making, you know, like, nah, you stepped up the ladder real quick. That shows you that shows you the term, your determination, man. And your, and your, and you know, and the will for you to try to make it up there, you know? Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't want, uh, not, you know, not to like diminish anything I've done, but really what it is is because my, my, in, in that short period of time, my, my resume isn't as long as a lot of people. And <laughs> so, uh, you know, so for me to perform in these venues, I'm blessed to have people that support me 
And I'm blessed to have a, a, like a, a, a core group of people that kind of, you know, turn out for anything that I do. So when a, when a, when I get bookings at a club or anything, they know what to expect as far as me bringing people, the type of show that I put on and just, you know, they know what they get with me. So, you know, when I perform, I, I perform at Broadway Comedy Club, uh, New York Comedy Club, The Stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually, uh, prior to the pandemic, I was hosting an open mic at Greenwich Village Comedy Club on Monday. Wow, great. Oh, wow. Um, big time uh, right there. Yeah. So, you know, uh, prior, you know, it, w- it was from uh, from 5.30 to 6.30, right before the, the club would open to the public. So we would go, uh, me and a couple uh, friends of mine, uh, we would go in and um, we'd kind of manage, uh, as a group, we'd manage like an open mic. Um, in the club. village you know because i i remember all the time i would be walking by around that time like you just mentioned and it would be totally packed and i was wondering what's what the heck is going on in there but you know yeah i never, I never made yes. to go in there and take a peek and see that it was a comedy because i'd be totally with that you know because because that's funny too you know yeah <laughs> yeah i was i was we were <laughs> When we were chopping it up, oh, you were saying that you would love to, like, y'all was saying y'all wanted to try stand-up and the open no, mic. I did it. <laughs> I did. I want to do one. I want to do one. I want to do one stand-up in my whole life. Just one. Just one. It's like, give me it's 10 up, minutes. Bro. Let me go have. Christian. It's like Pringles, though. You can't just do one. I just want, nah, I just want to do one. I'm a DJ. I'm good. I just want to <laughs> do one. I know my lane. So I, I know my lane. And I got, and I got the perfect joke. Especially if I'm in New York doing it. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, yo, New York is the only place that you get that people get mad at you for trying to commit suicide. What the fuck? I'm <laughs> late for work, my nigga. What's wrong with you? Oh my god. Listen, since you host, you know, the, the open mics, do you think this would be a great intro for La Duena right here? This is our intro. <laughs> Been known to have an Elmo voice, so that's like part of her. Like that's Elmo. part of her gig. That's part of her gig right there. Like you do a little box of that too, like when you come out. Hell no! Forget yeah. y'all. Forget y'all. Yo, you begin. Like like Elmo. Elmo. I do when I'm drunk. Yeah, when I'm drunk, I do sound like Elmo. That ass. Yeah. Like as amigos, you know. Yeah, she's gonna wear like a slick dress with her thunder thighs showing. Kind of provocative. <laughs> Definitely something like. That's the selling point, the thunder thighs. There you go, there you go. Stage name? What? That's your stage name, uh, thunder thighs. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, man. But uh, um, as a comedian, what tools are important in order to be a successful comedian, in your opinion? Um, This is going to sound like a cheap answer, but you got to be funny. Um <laughs> <laughs> no no but you know um uh, aside from being funny i think people don't understand that in order to be like a successful comedian that's what i'm starting to learn too is that really it's more about uh like who you know and more so how you can maneuver through the scene as far yeah. as like, being successful what i've seen and i've noticed too is that a lot of people are don't like don't put and that's what i'm working on too trying to put together the whole package like like i think i'm very funny but you know what i'm working on is trying to 
trying to just like package all that to make it where I'm more, why I work on my networking skills, I become more marketable and I can kind of maneuver through the scene because comedy is, comedy is a hard scene to move through. And that, that kind of like is, is hard to, to manage too, just because of the, the nature of what it is. Like, if you think about it, you're in a ba dark basement standing on a stage by yourself talking to strangers. Like if you really think about what comedy is, that, that is what you're That's doing. You're from basement to basement, pitch black in a room full of drunk people. You know what I mean? And and you know, a lot a lot of what goes on in comedy is a little like not it, it's like some shady business sometimes too. And a lot of That's even funny. like the business like from the business standpoint too, like just trying to get paid and make a living off of comedy is hard. Like like I can't tell you, like just the sleazy promoters trying sleazy to like not pay you. Or they be trying yeah, to give. Oh, yeah. it's, you know what? We didn't make you enough of the day, so <laughs> can't pay you, buddy. Sorry, you were funny, but we yeah. can't pay you. And you're like, what? Yeah. That's your inner, like your inner person. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? What the? <laughs> I mean, we 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 may know a little bit about that shady shit. Yeah, yeah. You, well, I actually yeah. Have, you gotta I have step a on a couple people to make your way up where you at today. You yeah, know I what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We don't, we, don't, clubs, we don't rock like that here at dinner at the round table. In comedy no, no, clubs, that's another round table. And in dance clubs too, there's a lot of sleazy business going on, especially with the promoters. I know because I have a lot of friends that are uh, comedians um, themselves, and I also was a promoter myself at um, clubs, right? So I know how the game works. I was never a sleazy promoter. I always paid on time. But, uh, you know, I, I know that happens a lot. And it's, it's, you know, it's kind of sad that at first when you're coming up, you have to deal with that. But once you hit a certain point of uh, fame, then they got, you know, they're going to be on your on your balls. Like, oh, my God, they want you to come in all the time. They want you to do favors. But then you remember when they was being sleazy balls, you're like, no, you know what? I'm going to charge a little bit extra, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like that. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Absolutely. And just to add on to the whole, like, what, what else you need as a comedian, not to just like talk about the negative stuff with it being sleazy, but um, just really having your own voice. I think that helps a lot. Like, I think that the more I like a lot of the jokes that I tell is like based on like, it's not like exact truths. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, it's not like oh, everything happens the way I say it does, but there's truth to everything I say. And it's like my voice and my story and everything. I like that. And people can tell the difference when is like genuine and it's like a like a real like they can tell when you put your your voice behind it and you get better responses from that so people can definitely tell so so anyone that look is looking to be a comedian i think you're gonna find that you're gonna feel a lot better about the art you put out the jokes you put out just the responses you get once you start being yourself and you find your voice in that so i think yeah. it'll work out for delivery when it comes to like your right, do you like write jokes or do you like you just memorize them? Like, what's your how? What's your process of like developing something that you think that everybody will find funny? So, so when I started comedy, I thought I could just go on the stage and start talking shit. Just you know, <laughs> oh, that's, that's what that's I thought too. I feel yeah. it. <laughs> like I could just right. go and start telling a story. Like you know, I just be like, yo, I, yo, so what's up? Like, and then I try doing that, and I'm just like, no, nah, that doesn't work. So I definitely no. no. Get off the stage! What the hell's going on with this guy? Like, and and everyone can have their own. Everyone can have their own process too. I, I'm not gonna say that like whatever I do is like the end all be all. Like you got to do it like this. But I found for myself it was a lot harder to do comedy when it's not written. 
Because if you listen to like rappers and shit, like Jay Z and like Lil Wayne, they always say, "Oh, I don't write none of my rhymes. I don't write bars. Nothing like that." I was like, "Oh, shit, me neither. I ain't gonna write that. What the fuck? I'm gonna be the freestyle comedian. I'm the goat, baby." You said I'm the goat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the goat, baby. Like, oh, I'm like, if Jay doesn't write, what what am I gonna write for? So I used to, and I used to hate writing, like in school. Like I used to hate like doing work. So I was like, nah, I'm not gonna write. Like it's the whole the whole point. I want to do this because I don't want to write. Like, but it, I, I definitely do write every single like, and I I've gotten better too, where I can freestyle now. Like if like like I've got like the one thing that you do get better at with the more you do it is crowd work and your ability to like freestyle improv yeah that's very important improv like and that's just from working those muscles so like i've gotten way better at like when somebody says something to the crowd i can respond better i can like i won't pull me off and things like that but everything for the most like most of the stuff that i have is a written like set okay okay i got another question do you feel like roasting like you know when hecklers try to get at you? Oh my god! Like roasting oh, his arse more, cause nah, I watch a couple of uh, comedy podcasts and they be talking wild shit, bro. <laughs> roasting? You talking about how like, like, get, how like people the get audience and all that? Yo, ha- you talking about have, roasting the audience? No, yeah. yeah when niggas have you had a heckler like a real annoying heckler? Yeah, you maybe what you wanted to punch him in the face? Have you had yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do you roast the shit out that guy? Like, I. I haven't gotten to the point where I've gotten someone where it's like, yo, like, a, like, all right, shut the fuck up. You know, like, when they're talking a lot, like, I'm like, all right, like, like, chill, my man, like, you got to stop. Um, yeah. I definitely had people, like, like, talk in between sets. And I, like, the more you do it, the better you get at handling stuff like that. Because the worst thing, like, you don't want, like, you don't want to give them shine. You don't want them to outshine you, too. Yeah. So like it's best if you if like if you're nice and you could just like shut them down real quick and just make a joke out of him and then keep it moving like that's like where it is. But if you stay stuck in him, then he's your set. Like he's got your stage time too. Like you're giving him your shine. So they gotta pay him too. Exactly, exactly. They gotta pay him at the end of the night too. But I have I've been I haven't been in a position where I've had to had someone at that extent. Like it's one or two exchanges, like one line or here and there. And if you if you could just make them laugh like that, they stop. Yeah, yeah, That's man. Let's go. You ready to go to your hecklers? I think Mitchell is ready. Got a shotgun with him. Now he's a property. I actually like appreciate that you giving me the shine. You know what I'm saying? Like other people are like. You know, oh, I hope you don't be joking on me, or I'm with my girl, or something like that. Maybe that's why. But if it was me, because you know, I think I could. I left with you. I'd be like, oh, shit, love way, yeah. Oh, my God. Talking about that. <laughs> a lot of people. I'm going to catch you after the show, but I got you. <laughs> I, I was at this fucking Latino, Latino comedy show, and there's this very famous Ecuadorian um, uh, comic, and she dress, you know, it's a guy that dresses up like a, like a, like an older lady, right? And I was sitting front and center because one of the music artists that was performing in between, I kind of, like, accessorized him, whatever, with, like, stuff. Dude, and you know, I, I came in right in between the show while, you know, the person was performing. And I sat down, you know, I'm kind of heavy now, I'm kind of chunky. And I was wearing this tight ass, like, polo shirt and shit. And I sat down, and yo, she got at me. She said, mira, te gordito. Y esa camisa, se la robaste tu hermano. Yo, she was going there. For half an hour, when I was like. I know what she got at me because I came in like right in between her set 
and oh, that kind of probably upset her. Does that upset comedians? We we definitely like some comedians are definitely like very particular about shit like that. Like mm. uh, like you interrupting their set, like you not being there for their whole set. Like especially if they see that their material is not working, and then like you come in and they see something that they can make a joke of. And they know uh -huh. their, their, their material's not rocking. They'll be like, oh, maybe I could just clown on this dude. And if they see that that's working, like, it was probably working. People were laughing, right? Yeah, oh, they were cracking the fuck up. Yeah, so that's why she was on it for half an hour. She was like, oh, she yeah. Kept going. Yeah. That was ammunition. Yeah. It's, it's only me and my boy. We're the only Dominicans there. Everybody else today is Ecuadorian, Colombian. So she got Dominican jokes, too. Like, it was crazy. Uh, she was ready. Killing us. Uh, Killing us. She was like dressed up, but she had the same hair as you and all that, actually. So, so. Oh, for real? Oh, it, it was me, actually. But I <laughs> yeah, so, Christian, um, as a um, as a comedian, do you have like a um, that one like that one shot quitter joke? That you tell in all your in all your sets, or that you have it like in your pocket just in case something goes wrong at the end, you just pow hit him with the last freaking. <laughs> you got that one? I definitely. I think I have a few like haymakers like that mm -hmm. are pretty much guaranteed to work anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I kind of nice. on the problem with me. Like, I also I and this is like a blessing and a curse. I don't. I get tired of my material real quick. So. Oh man. So. You know so, what? I think that's 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 with everyone, no matter what you're doing, because you guys know I'm a singer too. And yeah. when I'm like, you know, rehearsing and hearing the song over and over and over again so that I can get to the studio to record it right and stuff, yeah. it's like by the time I get to the studio, it's just like, damn, this song sucks. You know, yeah. like what the fuck? Yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I She sounds like an angel. She sounds like an angel. Compared to how I think I actually sound, which is the Elmo. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a comedic version. <laughs> if you can mix in the singing with the comedy, you, you got a, like, a nice little show right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. But it's crazy because uh, sing, like singers and singers that I've spoken to actually helped me with that because I used to be like, yo, I hate just telling the same jokes all the time. Yeah. And then they were they were saying like imagine how we feel where I perform the same song twenty five times like how do you <laughs> imagine like, those songs like that make the Billboard and the charts and stuff like that like like Cardi B uh, exactly. you know what I mean Bodak Black she must have sung that like four thousand times she must have been sick of that song yeah. you know? the worst part is when you get a residency in Vegas <laughs> you gotta do the same performance every night for the rest of your life yeah. yo oh, man. it's on or some shit. Or J Lo, you know, no. performing the same thing for years, years and yeah. years and years. It's like you live in like Groundhog. Like they're not dropping any new music. Yeah, it's like uh, Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. Every fucking day, you gotta do the same thing. No, but you know what? I mean, that type of stuff works though, because like, all right, I worked in the um in the hotels in in Times Square, and you guys know Billy Joel. I think yeah. it's Billy yeah. Joel. Yeah, everybody knows Billy Joel. He's legendary. So like, that's my favorite. Moving now. He has the same concert and it's always sold out. And people travel from all over the United States to come to Manhattan to watch Billy Joel perform. But yet he never had any new material for years and years and years. And his concerts are still selling out. And yeah. I was always thinking in the back of my head, I was yeah. like, damn, yo, this motherfucker's a G. Like to be selling out the same old even, songs over and over again. So he has a you have to remember, music is not like that anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, not, not like that. that. True. No, but he has a lifetime okay. he has a lifetime contract with MSG I with Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. Okay. I've yeah. gone. I've gone twice. I've gone twice. He has a lifetime oh. contract. See, because um, uh, what's his name? Um, James Dolan is like obsessed with uh with Billy Joel. That's like his favorite. Um, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. You no, know, yeah, no. James Dolan has a band, right? Yeah, he does too. He actually plays sometimes with the uh, Billy yeah. Joel um um thing he, in the he, concert. He, yeah, he puts himself on. <laughs> well, then he goes and he you know he plays instruments and shit, but he doesn't like really. What, sing what instruments that he plays? He does uh the drums and the guitar too. And oh. little, ding, 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 ding. The triangle. <laughs> the triangle. <laughs> the tramp. What do they call the trampoline? What do you call it? No, he needs more cowbell. If he put as much effort into the Knicks that he does to his music, the, probably, the triangle. Oh, the triangle. I'm really good the at triangle. that. Triangle. Yeah, man. Bing. But <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. But you know, it needs so, more cowboy. Christian, <laughs> you're then at the round table exclusively. We ask you the question if you have one of those one uh, one shot quitters, you know, one of those um jokes that you just kill it with. Would you like to reveal it here in the Dinner at the Roundtable podcast? Because whoever goes to see the show, they're going to see it eventually. Might as well just spill the beans, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy because uh, it's. It, um, I was talking to my friend about this, and we were talking about, uh, like, how New York legalized marijuana. Like, finally, like, it's, it's like weed is legal now. And so I was saying they got these new, they got a bunch of new apps for, like, they're coming out with new apps for how to buy, like, um, like weed and like other stuff. So they have, they coming out with like a new, it's like a, a new app where you can like rate who you buy from the weed. And it's almost like dealer? a dealer. It's almost, it's, it's almost, it's like a Yelp for drug dealers. Smoke weed every day. What is the snitch app right here? Oh shit. Yo, fuck that dude, Carlos. Don't go see him. He got that whack bud. You got three stars. I got five stars, yo. Yo, you know how the guy Flacco from down the block? Fuck that dude, man. It's just a skimpy, bro. Yeah, the, the yo. Yo, the, before you know, we'll probably see them on Groupon and shit like that. But I buy, I always get a half or half off. <laughs> buy this coupon and buy you one. Buy this coupon. Because like that, you get a Valentine's Day package. <laughs> <laughs> the girl doesn't roses. Free condoms oh. and shit. Like, yeah, you party. They can, buy, they can buy the block, the block gift bag. Some, <laughs> some roses. Yeah, <laughs> now but the uh, the Yelp for drug dealers is actually called Yer. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, uh, so we'll see commercials and Facebook ads and, you know. On Make YouTube. sure you rate us on your. Yeah. On your. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's fucking funny. Okay, five stars. Someone finally did it, too, you know? Yeah. About yeah. Your... <laughs> you got five years. The year. Five years. That's how many R's are at the back yeah. of your shirt. Yeah. Your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you got five R's. Yeah. That's how you know the block is fine. You know, that's how you know they're nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got ten. You know, New York shit, right? Like, am I mistaken? Nobody hey, does. You have about blocks and shit. I'm in Florida. Nobody says that shit. I I said it, and it was just like, what is oh that? God, what is that? That sounds amazing. What is that? A mating call? <laughs> 
Well, uh, find the nearest dealer no. near me. You yeah. got a mating call. <laughs> you can see the who has lunch specials. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> that shit is funny. But yo, you know, I wanted to ask you, like, when you're on stage, do you ever need any, like, assistance you know to to get the job done like for for instance for me you know when i'm about to go on stage to sing i gotta have at least a shot maybe two i try not to go to three but if it takes too long for me to get on stage then i'm gonna go to three and keep fucking with me i'll go to four and by the time it's time for me to go up and sing it's like i'm i'm just like another way you stop it So Christian, like, do you, you know what I'm saying? Like have a special yeah, I, weapon to kind of help you get the job done? So I can't, I can't do, uh, I can't do like a full, like I can't do a set if I'm drunk or like high. Like I can't. Oh, okay. Like I forget, I forget like where I'm at. And yeah. so I just like, I, like I, I tried it once where I was drunk and I was stumbling. I was like all over. Oh, okay. It didn't work for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So I'll so I'll usually like I'll have a, like a beer or two or something like that, but I can't get drunk and then go up stage. But usually mm-hmm. once once I get a first laugh, that's all I need. Like once I get one laugh, I'm like, oh, all right. That's your, that's your that's your ammunition. That's the sign. That's the that's the sign. Like, if if it takes me a while to, <laughs> to get that first laugh, then I'm like, oh, all right. Like maybe I should have taken a shot because the nerves start kicking uh-huh. in. Have you ever been in a situation, Christian, where like someone booed at you? Because that's my worst nightmare. Like you go on stage and and they're just not feeling it. And you know what I'm saying? Like me, I performed on stages in in Dykeman and in 207. And you know what I'm saying? That's a tough crowd. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, thank God I haven't had that problem. The only one that didn't like me, there's one that I saw that didn't like me, but she just hated on me because she's a singer too. So, you know. So yeah. later on, I was like putting the pieces together. I was like, oh, you you show up and you just you just hate me. But everybody else, you know what I'm saying? Then they started recognizing me, you know what I'm saying, when I'm going to, to the restaurants and the bars. They're like, oh, you left when you used to sing. But <laughs> have you ever got one of these while you're performing? You suck. You're fired. <laughs> no, no, I, no, but thank God. No, no. But I would rather get that. Like the worst thing to me is silence. Like if they're just like like dead face just like just staring at you like Ooh. i think that's way like if somebody says you suck or like they boo or something like i could work with that like i could make a joke out of that or something really yeah I like I could, or i could i could take that and do something with it but if you're just quiet i'm just like like uh, it's so awkward. 
it's there's awkward. no feedback on that. Yeah. Like, at least I'm getting something. Like, if you boo me, that means I made you feel something. Like, good, bad, like, it's something. Like, if you're just there silent, that means that nothing's hidden for you. I feel you. That maybe means somebody, it might be somebody who doesn't have a sense of humor, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I've had people that, like, either during my set, like, they'll tell me, like, uh, like, this one lady told me I can't use the word pussy. And I was like, I can say whatever the fuck I want. Like, you oh know. my god! Yo, it's a comedy show. Like, is she a Karen, like a Karen or something? Yeah, hey, <laughs> Karen. And then man. Somebody, I made a joke about Harry Potter once. Oh. Somebody and somebody came up. Somebody found me after my set and said, "Like now you're a muggle." Yeah, yeah, no. Well, they said like I, I didn't really like your Harry Potter joke. I felt some type of way about. it. I'm like, whoa, excuse me. Oh yeah. my god. Do they identify or as a Leviosa, whatever the hell they wanted to just fucking? I thought they were about to pull a wand out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a Harry Potter fan or some shit. Yeah, it's like uptown. You scared they might? I mean, for Harry Potter. On you, but oh, down. Yo, the Harry Potter fans is hardcore. Yo, Don't you dare real, speak like, about Harry, Harry like that, bro. Harry Potter, like to get up to where it was at, you know, in popularity and shit like that. A lot of them had to be like really obsessive and really into that yeah, shit, yeah. you know. So yeah. you you struck a nerve when you came with Harry yeah. Potter. He probably, he probably came like he knew fucking Harry Potter personally. Don't you speak about Harry like that, you piece of shit. He was like, wait, do you know him? You know him? Give him, give him this message. Tell him I don't give a fuck. Gryffindor, <laughs> baby. You probably, yeah, he's like, you probably went to Slytherin. You're probably a Slytherin. Yeah. No, nah, he's like, you from Hufflepuff. Ass bitch. Fuck out of here. In your years of uh, of in your years of doing comedy, from Hogglepuff. Fuck <laughs> you. And your years of doing comedy, have you like bumped into like a, a like a female friend that follows you and to all your like shows? And each time you a say groupie? a joke, each time you like a groupie, and each time you say a joke, she's like, silly. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I don't get it. What kind of terrible bitch is that? Who does that? Nelson. Nelson probably got some girl, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All obsessive and shit. It happens because you probably, you know, I'm sure you have, or if you haven't had it yet, you're going to have it in the future. You'll have those one, you know, a couple of fans that follow you everywhere that you go. And females, you know, when they have a couple of drinks in them, you know, they if they're groupies, they're gonna throw panties at the stage. They're gonna start screaming and shit after every joke. Even the ones that are not really that funny, they're gonna be. You're telling me I could expect in a couple of years that I'm just gonna be snatching panties in the air. Wow. Okay. That's that's the dream, brother. That's the dream, right? As long as they ain't dirty panties, you're good. Or granny panties. Oh, they got oh. panty liners on it. What the fuck is going on? Oh, oh no. Throw it at the panty liner. What the fuck? <laughs> That'd be sick, bro. Yeah, man. She got a fucking Chipotle line on the panty liner. What the fuck? It's a Chipotle. Oh, God. Oh, God. Wow, uh, this shit just got explicit. Oh, man. You <laughs> do anything for Chipotle. Oh man, but have you had any fans like that yet? They're like super, super faithful, and they just come to all your shows that you've noticed. Yeah, my mother, maybe. Aww. <laughs> like, I, I haven't know, found Christian that one crazy Chulo, white girl yet. So, Christian's a papi chulo, so you know what I'm saying. I'm sure you, 
You know what I'm saying? Listen, yeah, look, he's a handsome guy, <laughs> man, and he's funny. But I'll tell you this much: a friend of mine, who's a, a, a um, he's a comedian, uh, Tommy, Tommy Five Thousand. You know him, right? Yeah. Um, he's from you know he's from up the block, one seventy in Audubon. But anyway, the whole thing is, um, he was this girl that used to follow him around, but he never noticed because he has a good crowd all the time, whatever. She's always like dead in the middle. He's like one day. One of his friends was like, yo, dude, that girl, I'm telling you, I seen in the last 10 shows. He's like, nah, you bugging the fuck out. She probably looks like any other um, Jennifer from the block, right? Whatever, whatever the case is. The whole point <laughs> is they found out that she was really like stalking him and that she did one of those moves where she screamed in a, in one of his shows and then she threw a panty at him and a whole bunch of shit. So, Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. That, that's, that's when he knew he made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 5,000, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't worry, Christian. Let, let me know what show you got next. I'll, 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 oh, yeah, I'll yeah. find so, someone well, to get. Well, some I have a show. You're going to find somebody to throw panties <laughs> Or it could be me. I I'm going to set somebody in my place. Hey, she might take a trip to one of the shows and just like, throw the panties. It's me on national television. She's going to boomerang the boomerang. The this is the internet. The panty to you, then go to JFK, grab a flight back down to Orlando and say, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I, wasn't I was here Orlando. the whole time, man. What you talking about? It's going to be written on it. It's talking about the phone number written on it. I know, right? Please call me. <laughs> I do real estate. You were like, who the fuck is this? Real estate call. She just gave herself up. Why are these guys getting at me like that? She's going to throw the real estate panties at you. Yeah, that's the business card. <laughs> the- Yo! <laughs> Yo! What if she, she just give herself up? That's what if she gave herself up? That's not she a bad She give herself up immediately if she did that. You will get a call back. Yeah, I know I will. Oh, Anyway, so yeah, so Kristen, so um, also, have you considered possibly in the future, or maybe you're already doing it, I'm not sure. I know you did like a sketch comedy situation on YouTube, um, on uh, Jim the Scientist, I think it is, on YouTube? Yeah, so I was uh, I was, I was, was acting in one of my boys, uh, shout out to Nick Labisi, I don't know uh, uh, if he's on, whatever, but um, yeah, we've done a couple shows together and, uh, you know, I acted out in a sketch that he wrote. And so, yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely did. I still do um, want to get into sketch writing, mostly writing, to be honest. Uh, yeah, okay. Not uh, in the acting portion. Maybe, I, I think I You could. did a good job as a reporter as well. Was that um, Rondo, what was his name? Um, Chris Rolando or some shit? <laughs> no, no, it was uh, Chet, but uh, Chip uh, Angelo, Chip Angelo. Chip Angelo, there you go. It's Chip <laughs> Angelo. We're going to play later on so we can see it. Before we uh, jump into the main topic, but yeah, you know, I, I I think I could definitely see myself acting in sketches. You know, I always envision myself being like a TV writer. Before the pandemic, I was actually in the sketch writing program for at uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade, um, at UCB. So I was in the sketch writing program for that, and um, hopefully now, you know, the the pandemic slowed a lot of things down for me on the, on the comedy front. So yeah, all of us. Back in. Singing thing. Yeah, everything. Enter, all types of entertainment, basically. It's just. Yeah. But I'm hoping now that things start opening back up, I can kind of get back, build some momentum. Um, I actually haven't like performed at all, really. Like I did a couple of Zoom shows throughout the whole pandemic, but I haven't performed since in front of like a live audience since December of 2019. So um, 
I'm looking forward to getting back into the whole comedy thing, like the whole swing of it. I actually have my first show back at Broadway Comedy Club next Sunday, uh, July. What? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Damn, too bad I'm gonna miss that one. Uh, don't worry, I got one in August too, August 13th. Um, okay. That's a that's a Friday night. So uh, again, July 18th, 3:30 p.m. Broadway Comedy, and August 18th. Uh, I'm trying to get back. This is gonna be like my 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 uh, my Jordan in ninety. When when did Jordan come back? Ninety six, ninety seven, whenever. The... Yeah. <laughs> when you made the comeback. Comeback. The comeback. It's gonna come back. Come back. Come back. Yo, yeah, but so, at, the, um, at the Broadway location, you know that that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. So if any you know anybody, uh, you can get tickets at the door. Um, yeah. Sure. Right. So, ladies so next Sunday in August what? 13th, you said? So, yeah. So, uh, July 18th, that's next Sunday. And then August 13th, Friday, uh, August 13th, I believe at 6 p.m. or 6.30 p.m., something like that, yeah. And both yeah, at the right. Broadway location. Bro, both at Broadway Comedy, yes. Okay. I think, I think, I think my siblings... To, to come see you. Yeah, for sure. I think my siblings caught one of your shows, too, right? I was, you know, I was, I was just about to ask you, because somebody told me... Somebody stopped me in the building. I can't remember who it was. And they said I was mad funny. And I'm like, yo, how do you know I do comedy? And they're like, oh, we follow you on Instagram. Was it your it was, sister? I think it was my sister, my brother. They went to a show. Yeah. They saw you there. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. They're fans. The show. Aw, that's a good feeling. Yeah. That's, that's crazy because I that was probably still early. Like I like I like even when I started comedy, like I did comedy for like a year before I told like my family, like I was just uh, like, uh, like still testing the waters before I even wanted to tell anybody. So that was, pro I think that was early. And I was like, yo, how do y'all know I do comedy? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but listen real quick. We're gonna jump into a little skit that you did, but you just gonna play a little bit of it. Uh, oh, Jim cool. the Scientist, so I can see Christian doing his um, acting skills here real quick. So we're going to jump into that real quick. Then at the Rontel Podcast, you really know, we had a comedian, uh, Christian Santiago in the building. Go check him out at Christian Got Jokes on Instagram and um, on Facebook, the same thing. You got any other social media outlets? Uh, I got, yeah, so, so if you, uh, I got a couple sets on YouTube, I think, at Chris, uh, the YouTube is Christian's Got Jokes too, as well. Um Facebook, same thing. I think I'm, I think it's Christian Santiago on Facebook, actually, to be honest. Uh, I don't okay. use Facebook that much, but uh, probably, yeah, Instagram. You made that Facebook before you became a comedian. So you yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, it's just been chilling there, but um, sure. yeah, yeah. Instagram, Christian's got jokes. Uh, I'm look. I'm hoping to put together a website soon. Um, that's yeah, on, that's yeah, awesome. You, you need a website. You little. Yeah, uh, I kind of consider the website to be like a like a digital business card, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Is. Like if I just want to see who's Christian got jokes, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Let me see what this Christian's about, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, man, so let's get the show on the road, man. You already know what it is, Christian got jokes, man. Christian Santiago, the comedian, you know, representing Uptown, you already know what it is. Then at the Roundfield Podcast. All this together, he would not do this interview unless it was in a quote unquote fancy house. Ah, here he is now. Hi, thank you so much for being here. I'm Chip's producer, Erica. Um, if you don't mind, we need to get started as soon as possible. We're really trying to get this to air on the six o'clock news, okay? Great.
Pretty fancy. Hey, let me try. Hello, America. Chip Angelo here in this very fancy house with uh, Jim, a former scientist that worked with Professor Lopez at the Mays Institute of Wonder. Hiya. So, Jim, what exactly did you do at the MIW? Oh, Chip, I did quite a few things. Uh, I helped clean the beakers. I built the mazes. And also, I threw out the garbage. Interesting. Mostly, I was the one that bought the cheeses for the rat mazes. What was that? It was my duty to learn the eating habits of each of the rats. Uh, let's cut for a second. Excuse me. Hi, Jim. I, I I don't mean to be rude, but... Uh, so there you have it, folks. Um, um, Chris is Santiago and uh, Jim the Scientist. The whole joke is that he's not really a scientist. He was just like a little helper, right, or something? <laughs> yeah. like, what the hell? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He was not a scientist. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> you were like, you were like, wait. Cut, cut, cut this real quick. He said, I bought the cheese for the rat mazes. He's like, oh, wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was hilarious. Enthusiast. If you guys want to catch it, um, you guys want to catch it, you can go to um, um, uh, Christian um, Christian Got Jokes on the Instagram. Tap the link right there on the bio. And That's it brings out a list. And it said, uh, it'll say, watch my appearance on Jim the Scientist on YouTube. Or you could just look up Jim the Scientist, right, on YouTube. And it'll come up, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There you go. So that you guys, you guys want to see the full version? You know what I'm saying? You guys can go check it out. It's real funny. It's a real funny skit, and yeah, it was dope, man. I think you got it for for a sketch comedy as an actor as well, bro. Thank so you. Really I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Because you know, yeah. I'm taking acting classes um, myself, and you know, just that little few seconds right there, I was just like, oh, okay, you're a natural in front of the camera. Don't gas me. Like, All right, let me find. No, I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass because I see a lot of like. There's a lot of Professionals, it's a mixture in the class, right? Uh, we work with this film director that does a lot of work for J-Lo and then we see the Yandel and trying to put Latinos on the map and stuff. His name's Ulysses. Shout out to Ulysses Terrero and his oh, brother, okay. Jesse Terrero. <clears throat> but anyway, so yeah, in the class is like a mixture. So you could kind of tell who, you know, we know everyone's experience. Um, you're a newbie, I was a newbie. I didn't know nothing about acting. I just want to give it a shot. And then we're in the same class with other uh, Oscar nominated actors you know what i'm saying so you could tell the difference but that right there i was like oh okay i see i see that acting potential in you oh man no nah, don't you're gonna make my head oh, sure. she's saying you got it <laughs> you got it you might get it he's so shut up <laughs> <laughs>
I might get a business card. <laughs> oh, Lord. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, let's see what other things Christian likes. So we was talking about earlier that you uh, are also into real estate investing, which happens to be my alley as well, except I do it down here in Florida. So tell yeah. us. Yeah, so for sure. Let's let's take a little break before we jump into the, to the main topic. Okay. We're going to start it off with, uh, we're going to take a little break. We're going to play a song so you can see that Duenia in action with her music, you heard? Oh, yeah, so she, so she, you know, she, you know what I'm saying? I want her to have facts on top of facts, you heard? When she talks about this. But um, yeah, um, Adwenya does music for you guys that didn't know that. So we're gonna bring that up real quick. Um, Adwenya in the house, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, receipts with Don Ron. You already know what it is, man. We in the building. Adwenya. This is Dinner at the Roundtable Podcast. Don't call the police. 
If I show you what I'm doing, you will never believe Don't call the police, don't call the police Podcast, you don't know what it is, man. I was that dueña, you know what I mean? Chilling, real. Don't call the police. Don't call the police. Don't call the police. Don't call the police. Yo, Christian, what you thought about that, man? She killed it? Ah, yeah, it was fire. Yo, I, I didn't know you was uh, you, you was bilingual like like that, fluent, like to, to go in and out in one song. I mean, in the song, yes, but in reality, yeah, not so quiet. <laughs> no, nah, but that's that's impressive because um, I was gonna ask you like, what do you feel more comfortable singing in English or Spanish? I feel more. Oh, behave. <laughs> Spanish, one hundred. Oh, groovy, baby. <laughs> nah, it, sound, it sounded dope, man. Other day you produced that? No, no, that wasn't me. No, this oh. one was uh, this this other uh, Jamaican cat. Oh, okay, nah, it sounded good. You sounded good on that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That was supposed to be um, originally made for the TV show um, Power on Stars, the 50 Cent. So yeah. it was supposed to be made for that. But, you know, we didn't get the deadline on time. But you know, the theme uh, was based on, I don't know. Yeah, we didn't get there on time. But yeah, baby. <laughs> they took us for consideration. You know what I'm saying? Like that meant a lot right there. So I was like, oh, shit. All right. Showtime. <laughs> Or no, I'm sorry, not Showtime, Stars. <gasps> stars? TV show? What? Oh, yeah, I'm in there, but... Yeah, what are those channels? On the cover, like, on the... the, the... Huh? The cover in the song, that's, just, that's the, the, the poster for Power, like, in the train station. Yeah, you saw that? Yeah. Yeah, we did all of that, and we, we didn't get <laughs> on time, you know? We missed the deadline, so... Oh, damn, you could have been the intro. It could have been you instead of, uh, instead of Joe. No, hell no. <laughs> you saw what happened. Somebody tried to change that, right? Oh, yeah. So, the next episode, they immediately changed it back. I think who they yeah. changed it they got, to. They got Trey songs out of here. They put Trey songs in there. But I like Trey songs version. It wasn't that bad, but nobody was feeling uh, it. Oh, no. It, was, it wasn't the original, though. That, Everybody it, like the original. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you can't fuck with the goodness. No. Yeah, no, people, people weren't fucking with the Trey songs one. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the memes I saw for that was just like <laughs> they put the y'all saw the meme, the one with the the Friday, where Ice Cube was in the store oh. with the pants. And <laughs> they had all these different memes, yo. I was like, damn, they going in, yo. You see the very next show, which is next week, they changed it right back. They were like, all right, we ain't fucking with these. We made everybody mad. Yeah, they went and, every everybody be submitting to Twitter. <laughs> oh, it was. Oh, yeah. Yes. My man, the internet be bullying people to do shit. Yo, that ass. Absolutely. So let's get into the second half of the show, real estate. We got a two real estate uh, experts here. La Duena, El Duena, Christian Santiago. <laughs> the funny thing is La Duena, her first name is Christine, and your first name is Christian. So you got, got you got the Christmas in the building. You already know what it is. This is a conspiracy, I tell you. <laughs> 
a coincidence happened. Too much of a coincidence. I don't think so. Anyway, so Christian, you just became um, a property owner yourself, a property investor, right? Correct? Yeah, Can you yeah. tell our listeners, um, you and the Duena, what that is, a property investor? Right, right. So, so, and not, yeah, thank you for calling me an expert, but I am like nowhere near close to an expert. Um, <laughs> don't, don't think I'm some real estate mogul. I was trying to put some, I was trying to shine some light on you, bro. Christian, you are an expert, I tell you. Hi, sir. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I did, I so I I, I did become uh, officially like a, a real estate investor this this year when I, I I purchased my first investment property. Uh, so I purchased a multifamily home out in Jamaica Queens, um, and so your boy's a landlord now, and that that's that's trippy in itself. Just just thinking that that's you know, not easy. No, it's not, and and learning and learning how is how is that like being a property investor in New York City. It's a little like it's still a little trippy to me just to to think that I'm like a like a landlord. Like I, you know, well, first off, I didn't think I thought I had to go to school to be a landlord to get like some sort of title or do something. No, because yeah. if any of these landlords went to school for that shit, you know how many problems I had up in New Jersey, up in New York with all these damn landlords. I was just like, I need to school y'all motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm saying it's like, you know, anybody, all you have to do is just have the funds. That that's really it. And when you think of, when you hear the word real estate investor, all that means is someone had enough money to buy real estate. That is all it means. It doesn't mean that they're an agent. It doesn't mean that they have a a license. A license. Mean that they have anything. They just had enough money or were put in a position to own a piece of property. So when you hear someone say that they're real estate, that's all that means. It's a fancy way to say, I have, I own property. So, yeah, that, so like, I, and, and that's something I learned too. Like I used to think I had to get a real estate, like a license to, to be like an, I thought I had to become an agent in order to own property or to be an investor. You, you don't, I mean, it could be helpful, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So when, when you hear people say they're real estate investors, that that's what that means. And so I've had to learn how to become a landlord in the past couple months just how to deal with tenants, how to deal with it like legally and not just making shit up and not, um, you know, like doing it the right way. So that's been a lot of learning curves that I've had. I had to learn how to draw up a lease, how to like accept payment legally. Like I'm starting to learn how to be a bookkeeper because I'm terrible at that. And capitalism. You could just hire people to do all of that. You know, that's that's the good thing. Like you did the hardest part, which was getting the property. Yeah. So you got the property. Oh, take a course in QuickBooks. Yeah, yeah that's what that's, 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 that's what I'm doing. Right yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, but like you said, uh, uh, the 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 hardest part of buying buying, I mean, getting in real estate is is starting mm-hmm. and buying the first property. Seventy dollars. Sorry to interrupt you, but when you said the hardest part, I thought you said the hardest part of waking up is for <laughs> the seeing up. I swear you was gonna say that shit. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> that would have been a good if you would have had the sound bite for that, that would have been good though. Yeah, that would have been like perfect. <laughs> but yeah, it's like the, uh, there's a stat that says 75% of real estate investors uh don't buy a property. 
don't so, buy your property. Right. So That's they, true. so 75, oh, my bad. 75% of failed real estate investors. Oh, like, failed. Yeah. Right. They so, never end up buying their first property. That's really what they it is. They never started. Exactly. So that means to say that your level of success, once you do start and do get that first property is very high. Very true. A lot, a lot of people you can't get past that first hurdle of just buying that property. And you know, the craziest thing is that the first property is actually the easiest one to get, because if you, if you know how to leverage, you know, the government system, um, the loan programs like FHA loans and stuff like that, uh, if you buy your first property. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You should make sure that your first property is multi multifamily, like what you got. Um, the reason why your first property should be multi-family is because if you get an FHA loan, you only have one chance. I think it's, I think you only got one chance to do it. And that means basically the FHA loan will allow you to put only 3% down for the property versus if it was your second multifamily home or third or more, um, you would have to put 20% down. So by taking advantage of things like that. And there's grants out there. Um, there's tax leverage, you know, because you're helping out, uh, the housing crisis that we got going on right now, well, you know, where it's very crisis. difficult to find real estate. There's not enough inventory. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a lot of shit going on now. Especially yeah, up up in New York, there's a plenty of inventory. In, well, yeah, you know what? That's true. In New York, yeah, because everybody's leaving and coming down here in Florida. But I'm, I'm in Florida, and inventory is hard right now. I'm not Something. trying to go down to Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida is hot right now. Florida is blazing hot right now as far as... Blazing hot. Blazing. Like, and, and that's... And pretty much, I mean, everywhere right now is hot because right now everything's selling for, like, well, you can get well over asking price on pretty much anything right now because everyone's buying right now interest rates are still relatively low for for like for like where we're at um a point on the fha too like you mentioned it i actually just learned this but i thought too that you could uh you only get one shot at doing the fha so you you can use more you can do the fha loan multiple times you can only have one out you can only have uh one active fha loan at a time though so if you were to use, so if you were to buy a house with with an FHA loan, and let's say you sell that house, you could take out and you can purchase another home with an FHA loan. It's not you can use it more than once actually. I see, but you have to make sure the first property is fully paid off. Before Either fully paid off or no longer, or, or it's yeah, fully paid off, sold, whatever, and whatever the circumstances. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. 
yeah that's true that's true yeah. so yeah and a lot and a lot of people don't know that and it's not only fha loans you know there's all these other things that if you go to um this website called benefits.gov it'll show you it'll ask you like a questionnaire of your situation where you're at financially and with your family and all that stuff and then it'll bring up all these grants that are out there that you could apply for that that yeah. suit your needs you know what i mean because every individual has a different situation financially you know exactly. and everybody uh obtains their property differently you know you could either use your own money mm -hmm. or you could get a loan or you could get hard money loan which is or you could do what i do i specialize in what's called seller finance mm. so seller finance what that is is basically you're negotiating you're negotiating directly with the homeowner and uh you're not it's kind of like cash only like you're purchasing the house cash but you're not paying it full upfront in cash mm -hmm. so a lot of people don't even know about this um they just automatically assume that oh i have to have good credit you know and i have to qualify for a loan and they have to look at my income and all this other crap you know it's it's not necessarily true that's the traditional way to obtain a house or a multifamily home or whatever it is that you're looking to buy. But they have what's called creative financing where you can make a deal with the seller and be like, hey seller, um, can I give you 10,000 down or 20,000 down? And again, this doesn't have to be your own money. This could, this could just be an investor money, and but it's, it's really expensive if you do it that way. Um, but you could just get creative with it. And then you draw up your contract, whatever terms you wanna put in it um, you know, you could say as soon as you default, you gotta, as soon as you default, once you do get the seller finance and you agree on terms, then you have to vacate the property immediately. And then the seller has the advantage because he could do it again. Like he could start all over again with a new seller. So it's, it's pros and cons to it. Just, you know, and there's risks just like anything in, in real estate or pretty much anything in investing yeah, period. Life. <laughs> in life. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta run the risk, bro. Exactly. Yeah. No, but it's like you were saying too, like a lot of people aren't aware of like the options that they have to, to buy a home and me neither. Like I, for a long time, I didn't think that I could uh, purchase a home, especially in New York. If you look at the prices of a home in New York, um, it, it's crazy. So I didn't realize that there were different creative ways, things that you can leverage to use to buy your house and like the resources you have. Like there's a ton of like free information, like that you could get there, like you mentioned, um, there's government websites for like something like FHA mm -hmm. or uh, anything like that's government subsidized or like government funded. Um, also, like there's blogs and communities. Like I'm uh, like I don't know if anyone's familiar with Bigger Pockets, but I was just about to say that. Hey. Yeah, I learned pretty much. I learned a lot of everything I knew uh, know about real estate from Bigger Pockets. I met the team that I worked with on Bigger Pockets, um, yeah. and they. And they really helped me uh, like, you know, with the stuff I learned, like I, I used to attend, they used to have, they have a free webinar every Wednesday. Yeah. Um, that you don't even need anything. So I, I watched that for like three, three, four months before I did anything just to, just to get info. And then I made an account, signed up, you know, and they have so, and that's been the biggest help for me, anything like, especially for, for being a, uh, uh, like an investor, like the resources that they have, they have templates for literally everything. I use their their lease templates, their amendment templates, lawyer stuff, like legal, like they have a template that for everything. It has made everything so easy. 
So a lot of a lot of people don't realize just how how realistic it is to get started in real estate. Like it sounds like a really big like thing, like, but you could take steps today to start yeah. figuring out a way to to get a creative way to invest, whether it's like seller finance, you can get the hard money, an FHA where you uh you can put 3.5% down on a property and still find a way to make money because really it's about um, creating like a path. I mean, for, for investments specifically, it's about generating like a passive income too. Um, for me, especially because like I was, I was talking about comedy, we were talking about like shady business. I was like, man, damn, I don't know how I'm gonna make like, you know, as, as much as I, I love comedy, I don't want to be broke either. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I don't want to have to rely on getting cash from some dude in a basement for the rest of my life. I wanted to be secure. And especially where we come from too, like like uptown, especially, and just like to just being like Dominicans and Hispanic, especially in this area, our idea of like generational wealth and passing on wealth is us pass is you know our parents passing on the lease to the apartment we live in, and we live in that shit for like like we just keep the same apartment in the family, and we just keep paying rent on that same apartment, and that's our idea of passing on something. You know what I mean? instead of like actually owning shit and and really that's why i wanted to get into that because just as a whole as a community like if you think about like 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 uptown specifically like it, it's a it's a dominic i mean it's a dominican neighborhood and if you look at what percentage of it dominicans own it's not a lot so so really i i really wanted to get that knowledge to understand how it works because it, it's important, I think. There's a lot of power and ownership. Yeah, I know. And it, talking about generational wealth, that's very important. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this today because um, this is a reason why, and I'm not the one to get into like a race thing, whatever, but um, wh you know, white people had an advantage in this country because um, back in the days, the government actually gave um, debt-free loans to um, white families to actually own homes. And there's a reason why, you know, there are a lot of poor white people in the United States, but the vast majority of white people are, are sometimes already set up for success because of that generational wealth. They might not be wealthy or rich, but they might be comfortable enough where their kids can go to college. You know, what I have to, you know, what I have in, in, in inquire like that, you know what I'm saying? And just live, you know, just basically focusing on their career and knowing that they have something that their family left them. And that's very important. And us as Latinos, we need to educate our peoples and our future generations that this is very important. So we got to be the ones to break that bridge, especially when you're a first um, generation immigrant, um, you know, you come from immigrant um, parents that we have to install that, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's why I'm proud of you, Christian, that you did that. You took that move. Duena too. I'm going to eventually become a property investor myself too. What's the eventual goal, though, for you as a property owner. investor? Yeah, the other day he's going to do it, too. You going to um, do it, too, Yeah, yeah. I want, I want to buy a ranch. He wants to oh, buy a ranch, but he wants to put weed in it. That's my upstate property. My house, <laughs> I want to buy another ranch for my crib, too. Yeah, okay. okay Why do you cool. want a ranch? <laughs> he wants to have a whole bunch of horses and cattle there. Was, because I want to do wild shit and own mad animals. <laughs> well, he is an EDM producer. He probably wants to do raves up there and shit. You know, oh, yeah. he's got, he's got shoes, big ass bonfires. You're gonna have the shit housewarming party mm -hmm. for a yo. He might be uh, you know, shagadelic, whatever. But the whole I'm thing, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the Playboy Mansion of the East Coast. Watch. 
the rave on the ranch. Yup. Yeah, but uh, real quick, um, um, cowboy hats and and Nike sweatsuits, bro. Yeah, this this real estate episode has been brought to you by Nestle Crunch, just in case. Crunches, when it crunches, that's why I love Nestle Crunch. Yes, that was the crunch. Okay. Christian, what's your, your what's your eventual uh, goal as a property investor? Um, are you going to continue to uh, flip houses and continue to build your empire? Because I do follow a lot of uh, real estate investors. A friend of mine is a big one. Um, we had him on the show before, Darwin Garcia, and um, he's on his like tenth house already. He has, he owns forty units where he where, where wow. he rents, and he's on his tenth house as a flipper. So what he does is he buy houses. You know that are projected to be like, you know, in the future, somewhat, you know, like um, expensive, right? So he buys them, he rebuilds them, rebuilds them, and then he resells them in the market, makes 50 grand, 60 grand here. But he's doing good, man. Is that your goal eventually to be a house flipper? So that's when I originally like pictured like how I wanted to start, I thought it would be with flipping houses. Like I thought I was like, all right, I'll, I, cause I thought that's what the only thing I could like afford too. I was like, all right, I gotta buy a piece of shit house. I gotta fix it up and then I could sell it. But what I learned too quickly, just from like what I, I, I read up on was that the, the margins for for like uh, flipping a house is real tight. Like for you to make a profit, you have to be on a strict deadline, like a deadline for 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 how, for how you how quickly you want to have it renovated, fixed and then like sold. And if you have that house and you hang on to it for a long time or if it takes longer, it costs more than you project you're going to end up losing money instead of making money. Yeah. And, so, and especially for someone starting out is real and you know, everyone's different, but for someone starting out, it's a little, it's, a, it's hard to, to kind of manage contractors, construction, all that stuff and still do it in a quick enough way where you can stay on that, that profit, uh, like that profit line, because you could like real quick, you could project yourself to make 50,000, a couple of things go wrong. You lose 50 K. Yeah. And so that that was important. I do want to get I, I eventually I would like to go into flipping because, like you said, you can take that th a three month turnaround for something if you know what you're doing and you can make a quick yeah. 50, 60, 100,000. So I'd like to get into that. I'd love to continue adding uh, rental properties to my portfolio, too. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yo, well, so you should team up with uh with Blue Anchor Properties, my boy. I'm gonna introduce you to him. So basically, what he does is he kind of like sets up like a, a virtual digital version of what the new house is gonna look like while it's being built. And in that process, he has people already looking at it, looking at it. So by the time that it's completely done, he already has buyers for it. Now, and and that's that. And the thing about and that's a talent too because you have to have the foresight. To, to understand how much your how much what is gonna look like how much you could sell it for and how much you're gonna make, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that that's, well, that's real talent. Yeah, to to um, I have a mentor that helped me build my real estate business and investing and all that. And there's like like you were just talking about. There's many different ways. There's flipping. There's the BRR our strategy, which is the burr. The burr. Um, which is basically buy, uh, I can never get it right. It's buy, rehab it, rent it, and repeat or something like that. Buy, rehab, refinance. Repeat. Refinance, yeah. yeah. But um, now what the investors do that not too many people know is that there's actually a formula 
there's a formula that the investors follow. So like, basically your ultimate goal is to get crappy houses at super low discount. I do wholesaling as well. Um, so basically you want to, and you can get this, all of this through public information, you know, things that are available without having to pay it. Um, such as, you know, finding out houses that burnt down in fires or find houses that people are going through a divorce and they need to sell. So they'll do, they'll, they're willing to go lower than retail value. Um, there's also probates, you know, where someone has died and, you know, this year, especially because of COVID there's, there's millions and millions of probates. Um, so everyone's definitely taken advantage of that as well. Um, where the end of, where the homeowner passed away and then it, it gets passed down, uh, inherited by the children or whoever, um, next of kin. And then basically sometimes they don't even want to deal with it because they live out of state or maybe out of the country. And they're like, I don't even know what to do with this house in Texas because I live in California and I don't know. So I just want to sell it and get rid of it. So there's many different ways where you can get houses at the very cheapest. And then, like I said, there's a formula, which is, you know, usually I'm a, I'm a let this out, you know, it's point usually 0.70% to 0.80% is the goal where you want to get the house down to. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. You do things like running comps for the neighborhood. So you want to see what the houses are going for retail value in that particular neighborhood. So in, for instance, my neighborhood here in Orlando, they go for about 400,000, um, you know, 300 to 400,000. So my goal is to buy the house at 0.70, you know, 70% off. Um, Hopefully it's a distressed property or maybe it had a flood or something like that. Or, you know, so that's the hardest part is finding that inventory. But right now at the market that we're in, it's not really hard to find a buyer at all. I have right now 1,400 investors that I got like from cold calling, from posting ads on Craigslist and Facebook and stuff like that. Um, so you could find leads. Buyers is not hard at all. You know, just ask the buyer, all right, how much money you got? Where are you looking for? What zip code? Blah, blah, blah. Do a spreadsheet, collect all that information. So every time I obtain a house in Texas or in Florida or something, it's like, oh, let me hit up my Texas investors or let me hit up my Florida investors. So, you know, a lot of it's, it's a lot of little tedious things that a lot of people are not willing to do. But at the end of the day, now that I've learned, you know, from my mentor, my mentor teaches me and she's in Arizona. I think she's been doing real estate for 30 years. So I could introduce you to her, too, because she's looking for new students to mentor. Also. Um, guys, real quick, I wanted to bring up some fun facts about real estate and you guys can help me read this. Uh, let me know you guys can see this real quick. Um, 
Let me see here. Uh, just, you know, sorry to interrupt you guys, but I wanted just to bring this up so we don't, so we could have uh, people who probably still feel discouraged, even though we're speaking about this. You guys see it there, the list? Can you see it? Yeah. All right, yeah. So great. So fascinating real estate facts. 67.9% of Americans own a home in 2020. So like that Duena and Christian was saying, is a very good market to purchase. People are buying homes. In 2019, Buyers spend three days fewer in house hunting than a year ago. So, um, you know, the medium home price in the United States is $267,300. 50% of the buyers find their, their home online. You guys can attest to that? Uh, it's I mean, possible, uh, but there's really no way to determine that. You know what I'm saying? Because people can buy houses in other people's names. Um the funding comes from other people. So it, I mean, it could be somewhat accurate. Yeah. I would definitely say so. I would have thought it was higher too, but I really, I learned this too, that like, like Ladonia was talking about where people who know what they're like, know when uh, like someone's getting divorced or someone dies, they'll just pull up to the house and knock on the door and be like, Hey, like, I want to buy your house. Or they'll send mail and be like, hey, like I, I hear like I heard you were struggling. I want to buy your house. And a lot of people get leads and they get sales and purchases like that. Just like cold calls and just like pulling up to people's houses. Like that's a real popular way to find me. That's how I want you to get my house. You probably have to have a connect, a connect with the like uh public administrator's office or something. I know that shit. That helps. That helps, but it's not necessary. I, I pay for software. Um, one of them is called PropStream. And PropStream is like $100 a month, but it does help me a lot. And especially now that they're advancing, you know, to mobile phone app and stuff like that. So there's a, one of the methods, one of the many methods out there is called uh, driving for dollars. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're basically just driving in whatever neighborhood, whether you're in Florida, New York, New Jersey, whatever. And you see houses that look distressed, houses that have grass that are grown too high, because then you'll get, you're supposed to get uh, fined um, if you're not upkeeping your house. So when you see that while you're driving, more than likely that family or whoever it is that's owning that house or living in that house is distressed. So then you can go on to the software that I use, which is called PropStream and it's public information. So um, you'll find the owner of who, who is the legal owner of the house and then basically try to find, get the information skip trace, which wow. is how we call looking up the homeowner's phone number, their address, where they physically live. Do they physically oh. live in that house? Do they physically live somewhere else? And basically trying to find a way to contact them and then give them an offer. You know, like, hey, yeah. uh, your house looks pretty fucked up. And <laughs> you don't say it like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? After years of doing it, you know, I kindly, I finally found a way how to talk to these people. And I'm on this show too. So, you know, if you, if you just learn how to talk to people and be empathetic and stuff like that um and be likable because homeowners will sell their house to people that they like so if you're being too aggressive which some of the gurus out there are trying to suggest that you should be aggressive and i'll buy your house and no i'm gonna give you twenty thousand dollars for a three hundred thousand dollar home you know what i'm saying like that's not cool oh you gotta be sympathetic like that. Like that. <laughs> But anyway, so I mean, hey, that's how I mean, that's what works for me. There's different yeah. ways that works for different people. Maybe what works for me doesn't work for you, Christian. But you know, that's that's what I'm working with right now. 
right. And that's why so, I've been telling us on my deals. But there's so, tons of ways to get deals. Yeah, so let's just finish up this real li this list real quick. 2020 is expected to be the year where peak immobile properties purchases by millennials. By 2020, millennials will account for 45% of the mortgages on the market. I think that's a, a actual statistic. I know a lot of millennials who own houses, me personally. So, um, I mean, what that, do you guys think? That sounds accurate. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Because mortgages, you could track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the United States housing market is worth... 33.6 trillion. So the housing market is a very big business. It's a big business. Anybody trying to build generational wealth or trying to have, you know, extra income, this is definitely the way to get going, right? Yeah, that's how Trump got up there. Yeah. yeah. Real estate accounts for the highest percentage of millionaires. Like mm -hmm. most millionaires in the world got their millions through real estate. There you have it, folks. So if you want to get that money. Can get that money? Yeah. My suggestion to everybody, if you want to get into real estate, get a mentor, get a yeah. mentor, because I got a mentor after all these years. I finally got a mentor um, just a few months ago, back in February. And this lady, you know, she, this lady has literally changed my life. Like she's changed my life. She's hardcore. So, you know, she's not for everybody. You got to be able to like take a beating sometimes. And she's been giving me my little fair share of beatings. Like, Christina, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, you know, it's just, you know but that's the the real estate market is I'm very- I'm taking my share of, of um, you know, mentoring with Adonia as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I feel like I still got a lot more to learn because there's just so many- methods out there and it's just like thousands and thousands of methods they're subject to um like i said seller financing the traditional method which is the mortgage there's the probates there's fires you know floods there's just so many you know divorces all these are different strategies and different methods to find um to find your leads. And then when you get it, now you have to learn how to analyze what are you going to do with that property? Are you going to wholesale it? Are you going to flip it? Are you going to do the BRRR strategy? Are you going to Airbnb it? Mm -hmm. You know, um, is it a multifamily home? And then you also have to take into consideration how much repairs need to be done, you know? And so you have to put, you have to learn how to put all those factors in together. And then once you get the end result, then it's like, we're going to flip this or so um, it says here, 28% of buyers find their home through a real estate agent. 48% of real estate agents considered keeping up with technology one of the greatest challenges of their field. 51% of shoppers use YouTube as their number one destination for research. Is that correct? You think, you think it's- Yeah, YouTube yeah. University. YouTube University. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stage. Oh, this is this is what I was talking about earlier. I'm sorry. Staged homes sell 25% faster than non-staged homes. That's what my boy does for Blue Anchor Properties. He mm -hmm. um he'll stage a home digitally, and by the time that he's done fixing it, he already has mad buyers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does. He's doing the 3D rendering. Exactly. It's good, but it's expensive. But it's it's good. Definitely. If you want to get, you know, maximum dollar, which now is definitely the time to get maximum, maximum dollar on, on the house. Like, you know, just a year or two ago, this house I'm in right now was probably worth 300,000. And just because of COVID and everything that's going on right now, without even fixing the house, 
it could easily go for 400, probably more. And this is what Kristen was talking about earlier. 36% of new homeowners say their biggest regrets on unexpected maintenance and repairs. Yeah. I think that's accurate. Yeah. But that's the risk that you take. You're buying a property. Yeah. yeah. Anything can go. Like even, even the most experienced person, all of a sudden you're renovating and a pipe burst or, you know, the roof wasn't as, uh, you know, wasn't what you expected, and you didn't find out until you started tearing down the walls. You know, you didn't find out. You found out that it was haunted. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, right? Yo, what? My, yeah. my landlord. Wait, there's a law now for that, right? Like they can't sell you a house that's on the market for for it being haunted. <laughs> you know, you have, to, you have to disclose that kind of information, like if people do the house and shit. It's public information, like what? Like if somebody got murdered in the house? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to, I used to look that up because I didn't want to buy a house that someone got killed in. So I would look up or I'd ask, like, "Yo." <laughs> <laughs> but that's where you get the best deals, though. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. You know a lot, you Christian. Know. I'm very impressed. He's a yeah. very smart guy. There, you know, your average you fellow. Smart and funny, hey ladies, what's up? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the is being catty. Anyway, twenty percent <laughs> of realtors have obtained their license a year ago or less. I can attest <laughs> to that. La Dueña attended, uh, uh, acquired hers uh, a year ago or less. Christian has this, too, you know, too. He's not a real estate. You guys are not real estate agents, but you guys, you know, got in the game less than a year ago, right? About yeah, just about a year ago. I, uh, about um, six years ago. Um, 84% of new home buyers say the information they found online was crucial on their research. I believe that's true. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And let just finish this off real quick. Number of housing units in the United States, one point, um, 138.45 million. The Man. number, yeah, number of own occupied housing units in the United States, 79.36 million. Number of housing units occupied by renters in the United States, 43.1 million. So you're in the right game, brother. Yeah. But you know, the saddest thing to me, like, I don't know, sorry to bring this down. We're supposed to be funny. But the saddest thing is that the, there's a bigger percentage that's uh, vacant. Well, I was going to say, like, I was trying to, I'm terrible at math, but I was trying to add the two numbers there. Like, what's, what, was it, what was the percentage? I mean, what was the numbers? It was like 79 well, I didn't see any percentage for like unoccupied. It wasn't. Percentage. It was um the number of, of owners, uh, owner occupied housing units. Right. So it was like, so what was? Could you bring up the screen again? Or you closed it already. Well, I could bring it up again, brother. Yeah. I'll, so yeah, we yeah. do it then at the round table. Your source of knowledge, you already know. Okay. Okay. Every knowledge. We Monday, don't Monday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me bring it back up there, brother. Um, the guest's request. Guest's request. Damn, I should be a rapper. The guest. Yeah. All right, look, then, all right, so you, so to assume, right, there's 138 million houses, right? That's total houses. 79 is owner-occupied, 43 is being rented, but 79 plus 43 is 122. So there's 122 million houses that's either occupied by a renter or an owner, but there's 138 housing units in the U.S., so that's 138, hold on, quick math. That's 16 million. That's 16 million houses that are unoccupied in the United States right now. Damn. There you go, see? They're not talking Damn. about that, though. 
Are you a mathematician as well, Christian? Yeah, Christian got math too. <laughs> Christian got math. Okay, Christian got jokes. Christian got math. Christian got homes. Christian got everything. But yeah, like that, that's there's like La Dueña said, that's crazy to think that there's 16 million homes right now that are empty. Unoccupied. To me, it's sad. Like, I have an initiative, right, for my company. Our initiative this year uh, is to put 1,000 families, uh, 1,000 Hispanic families in homes, right? And uh, a lot of Hispanics around the United States have the disadvantage because, you know, some of them might not have papers and all that stuff to qualify for a traditional mortgage. And and they probably never will because, you know, they're probably, you know, like like let's say down in Texas where I've done a couple of deals down in Texas. Um, you know, some of them are just not documented and they, but they have tons of cash. You know what I'm saying? So what, these places these people can't have a place to live, you know what I'm saying? So we just, at the end of the day, everybody's human, everybody needs a place to live. So we have an initiative trying to do that, um, trying to put as much Hispanic families in houses as possible. Cause you know, we have a unfortunate. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, You know, we don't have the upper hand in that. And it's really sad because they think that there's only one method to get <laughs> which is to qualify for a mortgage and and it's not there's tons of other ways to get houses all right, okay. mm -hmm. that's all right. an initiative though. So money's clean you know what I mean? and you're not money laundering out there no no money laundering listen undocumented nothing there's a lot more to talk about real estate and I, I'm glad we opened up the floodgate to we spoke a lot a little bit about it if you guys want to do a little bit more um, in-depth um, research, uh, hit that dueña up or, you know, you can hit up Christian. They'll talk to you about it um, a little bit better. Uh, we have this thing on the, the round table that's called the Trivia Night, right? <laughs> so Christian oh, is here today, so we're going to do it because we haven't done it in a long time. So this is how it works, right? I'm going to say some categories, right? Oh. And then... Um, um, you know, we'll start off with La Dueña because she's the lady. She'll pick the topic. And then the question, um, you guys all get a chance to answer it. So whoever answers first gets a point. Whoever scores three first wins, all right? You guys want to do that? Okay. I always lose. So Especially against A. A is always beating my ass. You beat him last time. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, you did, you did, you did. Then at the Rotel podcast, you would know real estate, man, with Chris and Santiago. Another day, Nelly Nell, man. It's been a great episode. There's a lot more to talk about real estate. We could spend hours talking about this. But yeah, we before can. we go to the trivia, I want that Duena and Christian uh, basically to give our audience, our viewers, our listeners, more or less a final thought on real estate. What would be your best advice um, to them? I'll uh, go first. Okay, go for it. All right. For everybody out there is trying to get into real estate, get a mentor. That's it. 
get a mentor. There's tons of people out there that have tons of information. You could even go to what you were talking about earlier, Christian, biggerpockets.com. And, you know, people will willingly give you their phone number and just have an hour conversation with you just talking about their experiences because they've been there, done that. And that's what you want. You want to talk to somebody who's already been there and done that um, versus, you know, getting an online course or paying thousands of dollars. And because I was about to do that and I was just going through YouTube and I found, you know, this, my mentor. And she was like, if you're looking for mentorship, just call my number, we're gonna hook you up. And I did that. And literally, I didn't even know how important it was to have a mentor. And she literally changed my life, helped me set up my business, helped me set up contracts, helped me in ways to make my uh, skin thicker. You know what I'm saying? Because real estate's not easy. You, you've been thrown in there in the den of lions, you know, and, and sharks out there, like these motherfuckers is aggressive and they're going to try to steal your deal, especially when thousands and thousands of dollars is up in the air like that. You know, they're going to try to get that money, baby. You got to get that money. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, a mentor will help you. You call them up and be like, yo, this person is going through a divorce or this person owes this much money or this person went to jail or blah, blah, blah. And they'll tell you, you know what? I suggest you do this or I think you should do that. And they'll guide you to the right. So get a mentor. So you go, man. Christian. Yeah, that's great advice. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit y'all with the the Nike slogan. And my advice is to just do it because, yes. um, like I like like I said earlier, the the biggest uh, cause of failure in real estate is just not starting. So a lot of people that want to get into real estate, they just never take that step to actually, per- not even just purchase the home, but to start learning. They feel like they can't get to it. But I really just start taking those first steps, start watching uh, a YouTube video, start doing some research, reach out to like find a mentor, reach out to people. Um, once you get the ball rolling, you really start to see progress and you start to see that you and it's not just real estate either. This is, you could, this is my advice for anything. Just, just do it. Just start it. Just just um, like put that first step in it and you're going to be amazed with how far you could get because uh that's the hardest part in anything is just starting it so with real estate with anything you want to do put your put your mind to that's my advice to y'all just start it just do it you'll be all right yes christian yes all right then at the round table trivia hey we got like a dance for everything I did the butterfly. Why did I do with the butterfly there? Want the butterfly? Then at the round, let me know this is too loud for you guys. Wait, you guys hear that? You guys hear that? What just happened? No. You guys hear that? Then at the round table trivia, you already know what it is. Huh? Can you hear me? I hear you. Okay, is it too loud? The music is back, the background music? No, you good. No, okay. Okay, so we got present. Um, people's and places, fun and games, science and nature, TV and film, rock and pop. We're gonna let that doña go first since she's our first lady. You already know what it is. Rock and pop. Rock and rock pop. and pop. You know this is your worst topic, by the way. You never get this. 
I try to get <laughs> try and try, try, try again, right? <laughs> Pick a number from one to six, young lady. One. One. Which 80s singer was known for her hit, Girls Just Wanna Have Fun? Oh, you gotta know this one. No, Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. You guys had a chance to jump on it. What happened? Oh, I thought I was going one by one. I didn't know. You gave her oh, yeah. No. So I'm not, not going to lie. Everybody gets to pick. Yeah, so she gets to pick. I thought it was Aqua. Topic. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I was about to say Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly Parton. Get over here. You didn't know where okay, she got so those melons? That's yeah. the what? That's what I thought. That's what, that's what I thought. Isn't that why she got those melons? Like, yeah, I thought she oh, said girls want to have fun, and that's why she got the the tit, like the boob job. <laughs> I thought it was awkward. Christian, our guest, you got to choose the next topic, prize and present, peoples and places, fun and games, science and nature, TV and film, rock and pop. We're doing science and nature. Ooh, Ooh my guy. He's a geek just like me. That's we so have cool. a lot of cool He's a geek. <laughs> Just like me, just like me. All right, pick a number one to six. You already know whoever answers first gets a point. The lady's is already up by one. You're doing uh, number three. Pick a number from one to six. Three. three. Okay, which of the first national parks opened in the United States? Which one was it, the first national park? Yellowstone. Inwood. Oh, yep. The other day. Yellowstone was the it was Yellowstone. You got it. Oh. Okay. See, I'm you telling go. you, it can't be any. The other day is one, one. The La Doña has one, and Christian has zero. You already know what it is. The other day, past, present, fun and games, peoples and places, science and nature, TV and film, rock and pop. Let me do um, past and present for, for 500, Bob. For That's five. that Wi Fi. Pick a number from what he's he's mad chicky eye right now. He's supposed to be on that Wi Fi. He's on that Wi Fi right I now. I got King here with me. Finish him. One of six. Pick a number. Five. Five. In 2014, where did the world's tallest Ferris wheel open up to the public? London. Okay. Nope. Oh. Dubai. Nope. Well, London, the eye. Anybody gets one chance? No. Nope. 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 So it was Las Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Hey guys. We'll get next time. Anyway, so <laughs> that Dwayne is up next. Past and present, fun and games, peoples and places, science and nature, TV and film, rock and pop. Peoples and places. Peoples and places. All right, pick it up. Peoples and places. Two. Which American novelist wrote To Kill a Mockingbird? Mark Twain. Twain. Uh, J.R. something. <laughs> no, no, everybody's wrong. Christian failed. We'll get him next time. Finish him. All right, Christian, you next up. You next up with the topics. Past and present. What, what, what was the answer to that one? Who was that? that was, uh, oh, sorry, did I give you the answer? Sorry. Harper Lee. Harper Lee. Oh. <laughs> I know I don't know who that guy is, but according let's do, uh let's do what is it, TV and entertainment? TV uh, TV and film? Yeah, yeah. Legal one to six. Uh four. Number four, who directed the 2013 film The Wolf of Wall Street? 
Come on, guys. Martin Scorsese? Yes, you got it. Christopher. Well, definitely was Scorsese, yeah. Yeah. Guys are tied. Definitely was Scorsese, yeah. Yeah, man, you guys are tied up. One up. Are you about to... The first one I reached three because you're our guest, I'll send you a Then at the round table t shirt. You heard? Hey, you better go for this. Right, it's expensive, you heard? Anyway, <laughs> uh, the other day, guess uh, the other day, guess to pick the topic now. Past and present, people's in places, fun and games, TV and film, rock and pop, science and nature. Let's go with fun and games. Fun and games, you know, you like fun and games, little boy. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> one through six, tres. Trace, what is the name of the bamboo sword used as a practice weapon in the Japanese martial art of kendo? Kendo stick. No. That was a good one, though. Damn. Isn't it a, ba a bandu? Nope. No. Nope. I have no clue. I will perish all you guys. <laughs> you know this, Nelson. Uh, 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 Shinai. Shinai. I'm, she I'm good at this. Next time, I'll be the contestant, all right? All right. <laughs> All right, I'll ask the questions next time. <laughs> now, Duena's next. Pick a category, hon. I'm not going to repeat. Uh, rock and pop. <laughs> rock and pop, she's good at it. She's good at it. <laughs> one to six. Uh, Let's do one. Ooh. Who was the only English member of the Monarchies? What? Monarchies? Yeah, it was a band. Was oh, Monkeys? Monkeys or the monkeys? Monkeys, M O N K E E S. Yeah, that's my Dominican side. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Monkeys, monkeys or monkeys? Is monkeys <laughs> the first English member of monkeys? Yeah, I know the Ringo I know Star. the monkeys band. It's like an '80s band or something, but I, I don't know. Um, Ringo Starr. No. Star. <laughs> no. That's a hard one. I'm, I'm, yeah, that was hard. Okay, going on. <laughs> what was the answer? Dave. Oh. <laughs> oh die, yeah. All right, Christian. Category, please. Uh let's do uh let's do science and nature again. Ooh. The smart comedian picks science and nature. One to six, please. Uh six. What is the measure on a fujita scale? A what on a what? Like fajitas? Fujita scale. Fajitas. A fajita? A fajita. Fujita. Fujita. Scale. I don't know what the fuck that shit is. Please use that in a sentence. Do they have a question thing for for Dominicans? You know, like Spanish? No, it definitely says Fujita scale. It's a scale called Fujita. That sounds like a Dragon Ball Z character. Yeah. But it's over 9,000. What does the Fujita scale do? Uh, I don't know. It's um, tornadoes. That's what it's called. I don't know. Whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> another subject. Another character. I'll let you pick another one, Christian. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Let's go back to TV and uh, film. TV and film. All right. One, two, six. Uh, three. Number three. What is the name of the spaceship pilot? By Han Solo and Chewbacca in the Star Wars, oh, the Millennium Falcon. 
Oh, shit, he got it. Oh, Aaron. Oh. Oh. the lead with two. One more and you win, buddy. So let's see. Oh. It's your turn to pick a category. Go ahead. Let's go with fun and games. You like fun and games, don't you? I, I do. like fun and games. I'm feeling a little, yeah, little, little, little sign today. You look high as fuck, by the way. Oh, oh, <laughs> Smoke weed yeah. every day. Smoke weed every day. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with number one. Let's make it simple. Hopefully. If a coach wants a played review during an American football game, what color flag is thrown on the field? Ooh, right, Oh, he got it. He got it. Chris, he got it. Oh, Chris, Chris, he got, got two. It. He's a tie. It's a tie between Christian yeah. and other days. He stole that one for me. That's <laughs> a Millennium Falcon on that last one. Behave. Groovy, baby. Who said it first? I thought all the day said it first, no? I did. What's this? All right, children. All right, children. I'm going to send you the t shirt by the way, Christian, so you don't feel pressured. All right. So, Dueña, your turn. Categories. Give me. Come on. You're my co host. Remember that. Oh, <laughs> he threatened you alive, air. Wow. All right, I got you. I know where you live. <laughs> I, I, I know the city that you live. I'll just go door to door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just give me peoples and places. Okay, that one is better. All right, one through six. <clears throat> Two. The Jungle Book is a collection of stories by what English author? What the fuck? Disney? J.K. Rowling. Yeah, huh? Say it again. J.K. Rowling? No. No. Wow. The Jungle Wow. I yeah. don't even... I'm not even going there. I'm not even trying. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm. Nobody got it? Nobody got it? Sure, you don't want me to put the... Wants to be a millionaire theme song? So, like... Director, John All right, so I know Walt Disney directed the movies. It's, uh, <laughs> Rudyard um, Kip, uh, Kipling, Kipling. Who? Who? He wrote the book. Rudyard Kipling. Rudyard. He wrote the original. Oh, right? Rudyard Kipling. Yeah. So okay. So uh, Christian, next. Uh, let's let's do some fun and games. Fun and games. Uh, games. All right, let's go. Number one. I think one is like easiest. I think it's like one through six, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Learning that. What dangerous occupation might I have if my traditional working clothes include a uh, monotera and a chaquetilla and zapatillas? Hey, what? <laughs> You're an Aztec. You're an Aztec playing guy. The niggas who used to play the ball and get sacrificed. Monotera, a chacatilla, and a zapatillas. Your Dominican mother. What the hell? So this guy wears a monotera, which I think is a hat, and a chacatilla, which is a vest, and then the zapatillas, like uh, some type mm -hmm. of like. That sounds like a hat, jacket, and shoes. Yeah, what, basically. Is it a bulb? <laughs> no. Sorry, guys. You guys, guys got it wrong. Everybody got it wrong. <laughs> it's a bullfighter. Bullfighter. Oh. 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 
So anyway, uh, the other day. Yo, let's go with past and present. Finish him. And I want number two. Number two. In, 19, in 1990, the most complete fossilized skeleton of a dinosaur was found in South Dakota, uh, South Dakota and named Sue. Which dinosaur was it? T-Rex. Oh, he got it! Ah, that was the same time! It was the same time! It was the same time? Did you? Did you? I, uh, I, I said it I think I heard La Dueña say it first. I don't know. Maybe my ears. Oh, so La Dueña goes there. Yeah, she has a whip. I remember that. Oh, Everybody's two up then. Everybody's two up then. Everybody's two up. You're definitely trying to get that panty thrown on you, huh? With the number on it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> really make sure the panty line is clean. You heard La Dueña? Oh, it's always clean. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, La Dueña <laughs> category. Uh, give me science and nature. Let's let's. Give me intro. Yeah. Pick a number. Uh, three. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that ain't Titan, good. That's not good. <laughs> Titan is the largest moon of which planet? Which planet? The what? Titan is the largest moon of what planet? Jupiter. Nope, you got it wrong. Damn. Mars. Nope. No, I know it. Pluto. Again. Saturn. Saturn. I fucked up. I no. fucked up. Was it again, Kristen? Saturn. Yeah, Kristen wins. Oh, oh my gosh, oh. yes. Let's go. You guys never seen the Battle of the Titans? They come from Saturn, man. Come on, bro. Jesus. Damn, bro. <laughs> podcast, our winner of the tri trivia was, was Christian. Fun. It was kind of, you know, it was kind of like, you know, back and forth, but we got it. That was a close game. game. That was very close. Very close, very close. I handed yeah, it off to you guys. Smart as hell. Even though we are the source of knowledge, so, you know, before we try to make sure, you know, everything comes out awesome. Tactical nuke incoming! Alrighty, the winner is Mr. Santiago. Mr. Santiago, man, thanks for coming on the show, man. It's been a pleasure having you on. We yeah. are going to have a final thought based on um, everything we spoke about today. We're going to let you go first because you're the, the guest. Um, we're definitely going to keep on supporting you, brother. I'm going to go out to your comedy shows, whoever's listening, watching. Support the man. He's funny, man. And the guy, you know, he's an entrepreneur. Um, he's trying to, like, represent Latinos, you know. Yes. Definitely. You know, guys doing this thing, man. So there's support him, man. Come down to Florida. Uh, oh, Florida's, Florida's on my list. Florida's on my list. I'll be yes. back. I'll be back in Orange County, you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Let me know. I'll let her take you to Miami. Get that's her wild side. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I'm going to take him to Miami. I'm going to be decent, so we stay in Miami. <laughs> Welcome to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. Oh, behave. Oh, groovy, baby. Chris, so what's your final thought, buddy? Nah, first off, I'd like to thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate everything. This was this was really dope. Um, so thank you for just giving me the platform and all that. I really appreciate it. But um, my final thought is... Um, do what makes you happy like for everyone out there like we don't like i, I think it's great that y'all like formed this this round table where each of y'all 
like are in like you're like Ladueña is a singer like other day you were you were a producer Nelly you 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 should nail over there you you got all the I'm an optician but just in case <laughs> but yeah I just think optician it's gangster that means he got his eyes on everybody yeah <laughs> yo he does that's funny <laughs> and um now but I just think it's amazing that you know, we, we talked about all the different things that we do and want to do and how we could touch on comedy, we could touch on music, we can talk on real estate. And it's just the idea that you don't have to limit yourself to one thing. That's what's got me stuck up on. Uh, I think the reason I, I, I it took me a little while to get into comedy and into what I wanted to do is for a long time, I thought I could only do one thing. And, you know, I thought that I had to get a, like, I had to have a job and then I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do comedy. I couldn't want to be in real estate. I couldn't want to have a podcast too. You know, I thought that you had to be in a box and that you had to say like, all right, I'm this, and this is all I could do. Like, you know, you can do anything and you, you know, you can find avenues to do whatever you want. And that's, that's really when you're going to find real happiness. That's when you're going to find real wealth. That's when you're going to find that, like, uh that's that's what the mean that's what the key to life is is just doing what you want and everything's going to kind of fall into place from there so don't put limits on yourself don't have doubt in what anything you do and anything you do just just get out there and do it and it's all going to fall in place for you yeah Chris Santiago. Oh, great outro man you killed it right there man that's the Yo, same thing I was getting hype. I was like, yeah, Christian talking. Oh, yeah. Talking shit. Oh, hey, maybe we maybe we could do a, a cross podcast one day. We could go over there. Yeah, yeah, that'd be dope. Uh, that'd be dope. We could like we could set something okay. like a big ass round table. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Policy round table. Yes, yes. Uh Dwayne, yeah, final thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Christian kind of just like covered everything, you know. I mean, yeah, just just uh, basically what he said, just do it, just do it. And, you know, all these like like Jeff Bezos and all these Elon Musk and all these people, you know, they didn't know everything when they got in the game, you know, like he didn't know Elon Musk didn't know everything when he started Tesla and and so on and so forth. They didn't know everything. They didn't have the answers to everything. You know what I mean? You kind of just learn along the way. It's a, that's a, that same thing that happened with me with real estate. I started with wholesaling. Then I started learning with about this and that. And, you know, like Christian was saying, don't limit yourself. Just go in there and do it. And, and eventually you'll find your path. Eventually you'll find what you like. Eventually you'll find what you're good at. And eventually you'll find out what you could be consistent in, you know, just get out there and do it. The dueña in the house. This is the song, la 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 la, Elmo song. Shut the fuck up. Idea produced another day in the house. Mr. I smoke weed every day. Every day. Weed every day. All right, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Like my nigga Chris said, yo. Comedy ain't the place for you if you ain't funny. <laughs> no, 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 but seriously, though. Um, if you got wanted to do anything in life, just go out and do it. You know, sometimes jumping in head first, taking the risk, will set off a chain of events that will change your whole entire life. Don't let opportunities pass you by. And, yeah, like I said, if you ain't funny, don't do comedy. Go and listen. 
Beatrice. Fuck her right in the pussy. Yeah, man. Yo, you guys all had great uh, outros, man. Um, I don't even know what to say, but what I will say this is that if there's a will, there's a way. Um, you only live life once, so don't give up on your dreams. And uh, for the naysayers, just tell them, fuck you. You can make it happen, man. Just make it happen, man. Look, we all here, all um, entrepreneurs. We want to make shit happen. We're making it happen. And just keep on following your dreams, man. That's how it is, man. Then at the Roundtable Podcast, you already know what it is, man. Chris is Santiago in the house. Chris and God Joe's go follow him on Instagram. Um, definitely support him, and the guy's funny. Uh, La Dueña, check out for real estate business, EDM producer, the other day, music, DJ, all that you heard. Nelly Nell, man. I, I know everybody. I know you need anything. I'm the poppy. They got you everything. You heard? So you already know what it is. Don't go on to the podcast. Yo, Chris, thanks for coming on, man. Let's do that. Uh, that uh, that cross. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. And everybody, go check out my new track, Wasting My Time. Comes out on the 20th. Spotify everywhere. Yeah, I almost forgot. Go check it. Oh. Hell yeah. Yeah, you already know what it is, man. Then at the round tail podcast, we're going to end it off with another joke. Now, seriously, give us our credit because everyone applauds the tough guy that goes on to rap or play sports. That's a lion surviving the jungle. How many sheep have you seen make it out? <laughs> you didn't even know the jungle had sheep. The lion is supposed to make it out. I was supposed to be a sweater. <laughs> They used to call me Cardigan Christian. <laughs> Cardi C for short. Press that like button and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Tap the link in our bio. Dinner at the Round Table. Your source to knowledge. This is Dinner at the Roundtable Podcast. You've been listening to Dinner at the Roundtable Podcast. Follow them at Dinner at the Roundtable. President, in 12 hours, I will destroy Washington, D.C. with this giant laser. Here's the plan. We get the warhead, and we hold the world ransom for... One million dollars.